Hi, Steve here. I'd like to introduce you to a friend of mine, Sandy Hughes. I met Sandy not long ago, and after speaking with her for a while, I realized that she had an interesting story to tell. Sandy's the founder of an organization called Life Reinvented, and she has an intriguing idea called the Solopreneur. I asked her to join us on the podcast, and I asked her to explain what a solopreneur actually is, because they're different from entrepreneurs, and that makes all the difference. A solopreneur is someone who is a single-person business owner. They start out that way. They're generally a freelancer, consultant, coach. They're generally a service provider. They don't have anybody working for them, although they might get outside contractors to help, you know, but they don't have employees. So I asked Sandy what it is that she does to help companies that qualify as solopreneurs. She told me that there's a common thread among them. 99% of the time when people are not gaining traction, it's a combination of, of a couple things, not ever having done market research and they haven't ever reached their minimum viable product. They don't know that their product is something that people really want. So they've not gone through the customer discovery. That's the common thread. That's really what I help people do. No matter what stage people are at, whether they're just starting out, whether they're you know not getting traction, they've been in business for a while, or whether they're going to offer a new product into the market or they're pivoting. They don't take the time to pause. They don't take the time to look at the market and do all of that. They don't take the time to reflect on what they find, and they don't reset and go out and do that customer discovery to make sure it's going to land. There are hundreds of people out there who self-identify as coaches for companies, individuals, and so on. And while there's some of that in what Sandy does, there's actually a lot more to it. I was curious why she chose to focus on this particular market niche. The reason that I started working with solopreneurs and I identified them as that is that, A, I wanted to give them a voice. I wanted to call them what they were. They're solo. They're on their own. And that's a big deal to be on your own. And I want them to own it and recognize it and be proud of it. They're an underserved market, grouped together as a whole, as a market. And I, f I think I found a void in the market to identify solopreneurs, tell them who they were, and have them all come together as a group in that self-identified group so that they could stand together and be in their own power as a group of solopreneurs because they're separate from an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur refers to anybody that started a business and it could be any size, but a solopreneur is very distinct and different. They're unique. And I wanted them to stand in their uniqueness. She wants these companies to focus on their uniqueness. That's clearly important from a differentiation point of view. But Sandy also points out that the folks who work in this sector are also significantly underrepresented. There are all kinds of people out there who say that they help consultants, freelancers and coaches. OK, but what I chose to do is to aggregate things into an accelerator so that I could give solopreneurs what startup entrepreneurs get in terms of an accelerator, that level of support that people can come to, that they can go from, they can enter and 
and go through the process with me and come out the other end and really have that support that they need to hit the ground running to, to gain traction and grow and scale. A big part of the process is that customer discovery, proof of concept, finding product market fit, making sure they've got their minimum viable product, that piece that most people do not focus on. Startups fail because they don't go through customer discovery. And I still remember talking to a a young social entrepreneur who said, you know, it took me three years to fail. And he got his money for his startup through grant money. And he didn't go through any kind of accelerator. He didn't have any kind of mentors. He didn't have anybody to help him. So he, he developed this product in isolation, didn't test it, and then it didn't sell. And he had never gone through customer discovery. He never understood that that was what he needed to do. And he said, you know, nobody ever told me that. That breaks my heart. I don't want people to, to have to go through that process. I help them figure out that product, figure out their client avatar, and help them test it so that they achieve that minimum viable product so that then they can go to market. And who are they? I mean, who exactly falls into this intriguing category? It could be somebody like a mastering engineer. It could be a, a, an energy healer consultant. It could be some kind of freelancer, graphic designer, a web designer, you know, somebody that's doing something in marketing. It could be a chiropractor. I I like to work with service-based businesses, not product-based businesses, quite honestly, because they specifically seem to be the ones that don't understand about product market fit. Sandy's journey to this place was, like that of so many interesting people, decidedly nonlinear. I asked her how she became aware of these people that she calls solopreneurs. I'm an encore entrepreneur. So I'm somebody who started a business later in life. And I started when I was 52 as I was leaving graduate school. And and I decided to go to graduate school late in life. I graduated 30 years after I graduated from college. And it was something that I had always intended to do, but didn't have the time. So I did it. And, and then I thought, okay, so what's next? So I thought I'm going to take what I had always done and been and turn it into something that is my vision and what I want to do and what I want to see. What I realized is that I've always been an entrepreneur. I always had that entrepreneurial mindset. And I thought, what are those things that are, that stand out to me that I would be involved in? You know, what industries would I want to get into now as, as an entrepreneur? And it was housing and work. When anybody shifts from what they have been doing before, they go into some kind of job that's usually a freelance or a consultant or coach. That's kind of their first step. A real estate agent, uh, you know, an insurance agent. Uh, it's all solopreneur stuff. So I thought, this is interesting. So this is the probably the first place that people will go. This is, look how huge this market is. And what's missing for them? I realized what was missing is that there are business coaches out there by the dozen and business mentors, but they don't have this very distinct process to take people through to get them from the beginning of the, you know, the ideation phase all the way through to the execution and have it be step by step and also make sure that they understand that they've got product market fit and they know who their ideal client is. And, you know, before they even try to make a living from it, there has to be this understanding that there is this long runway where you're doing all that testing and refining. 
and that at at the stage that it all clicks, then you're going to start generating revenue. But to have this immediate expectation of taking that jump from a career into a new business and thinking you're going to make the same amount of money isn't just realistic. So there wasn't anything out there that was really taking people through the process. So I wanted to be that. Long story short, I found a void in the market and I stepped in. So Sandy stepped into the unknown and focused exclusively on what was a gigantic but largely unknown market of these so-called solopreneurs. And along the way, she discovered something that they all had, a superpower. You know, people talk about branding. They talk about personal branding. You have to have a personal brand. Well, for a solopreneur, that is very important, but it's, it's, I, I bring it up in a different way. What I, what I ask people to realize is that before you can have a conversation about what you're selling, you have to connect with your potential client. You have to resonate with them. You have to, you have to show them, A, that you've got this values alignment because the values alignment is very important. But also, you have to show them who you are, what you stand for, and what differentiates you from all of the other coaches, consultants, freelancers, marketing, you know, whoever, whatever it is that your niche is. So a way to do that is to tap into your superpower. Your superpower is that thing that makes you uniquely you. It's your secret sauce. It's your unique value proposition. And it shows up in you, in your life and your work. So when I ask people to tap into their superpower and figure out that thing that makes them uniquely them, also tying into their values, what are those skills that they had that, that they've used all throughout everything that they've ever done that, that helps them achieve what they've achieved? What are their personality traits? What have people said about them? What have their clients said? If they look at all of the data, including diving deep into themselves and looking within themselves to see what makes them uniquely them and go through that process, which I take people through, that helps them figure out what their superpower is. It's a really interesting concept. I asked Sandy if she could share an example with us. For example, I'm a courageous, loving, empathetic person. Those are my core values. And I'm an exponentially forward-thinking business builder. That's my superpower. So it's a combination of your skills as well as who you are that translates into your superpower. And when you can capture that in your messaging and you can show the people that you're talking to who you really are, that will differentiate you. That will make you stand out. I often say that you can't stand out by fitting in. And Sandy's approach helps companies do that. One of the challenges she identified, though, something that can become quite an obstacle, is what she calls the founder's bubble. The founder's bubble is when somebody develops their product or service and they're developing, 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 and they just are in their bubble and they could be there for a couple of years. So they stay in development because there's a fear of failure And one of the reasons that my program is so good is that it hopefully will take the fear away because I show people where to go. And that's what I call the founder's bubble. So as we got to the end of the interview, I asked Sandy if she had any advice for individuals who find themselves in this unique place of solopreneurship. 
I would ask them to pause, think about where you're at. So whatever stage you're at, what is going on? So if you're in the beginning stages, how are you going about figuring out how you're going to um, to develop your service and go to market and all of that? What, what, what's the thought process there? And is there an understanding that there is that development phase, you know, there's that customer discovery phase. Are you being realistic about the fact that you won't have an immediate income as you're going through this because you're developing things? We've got to pause and we've got to talk about all of that. If it's a business who has been in business for a while and isn't gaining traction, we have to pause and say, okay, why? And there could be various reasons. Most of the time it's because there has been no market research, so they don't know where they fit in the market. They're not talking to the right ideal customer or the service that they're offering isn't what people want. They're developing something that pe- that they think that people need, but not what they want. So many people, and this goes back to the founder's bubble thing, so many people develop something that they think that people want versus something that they're actually looking for, that, they, that there's a want for. You gotta get out of that because you gotta start testing. You can't be trying to sell something to people that they don't know that they need. So focus on the thing that they want and then add the things that you know they need in. But let's let's design it together. Sandy Hughes, the founder of Life Reinvented and an intriguing idea called the Solopreneur. Thank you, Sandy. You can find her at lifereinvented.com or follow her on all the usual platforms at Life Reinvented Sandra Hughes. Hey, thanks for dropping by. I'm Steve Shepard, the host of the Natural Curiosity Project, where we're committed to the idea that curiosity leads to discovery, discovery leads to knowledge, knowledge leads to insight, and insight leads to understanding. In every episode, we explore some topic that piqued our curiosity enough to make us want to share it with you. I hope you enjoy the journey. And if you did, I'd appreciate it if you'd leave a comment over at iTunes or SoundCloud, wherever you listen to the podcast. Thank you very much. We'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.